Sports is no longer just about the game itself. To be a success and to find fulfillment in the game, it takes more. The mental, relational, and cultural component has become more of a focus. An athlete has to be trained in a holistic manner to reach their potential. Training the Complete Athlete provides a wide variety of interviews, podcasts for coaches, parents, and athletes to gain insight to reach a higher level of performance. So welcoming Matt Gruler today to our conversation. And I've known Matt, actually, we, we met at church. It's, too, it's random that uh, two coaches are sitting pretty much next to each other through most Sunday services in our coaching gear a lot of the time. Um, and Matt comes from a un, uh, unique perspective of coaching his son through a higher level. And so I always think of us that we run around and chase our kids when they're doing Little League and, and Pop Warner football. But Matt has coached his son up through high school and helped him through the recruiting process to to go on and play college athletics. So Matt, super excited to talk to you about what it's like to work with your ki- your own kiddo through those higher levels of competition. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It was, uh, it's definitely something I, I've got Kyle who's uh, in college and I've got my younger ones coming through fifth and third grade. So it's, it's definitely something uh, I've learned some things and I'm happy to share. So. so how, how young was Kyle when you started coaching him? Did you co- coach him when he was little and then he just kind of went through the ranks or was it just high school only? Uh, so a little bit of both. I mean, the question of like, when I started coaching Kyle, I think always comes up, uh, or people ask me that. And it's, it's really, it's funny because as a coach, I knew I was, I always knew I wanted to be a coach. And so even when he was young, I was teaching those coaching lessons. So even when he as soon as he could put a ball in his hand, right. I mean, it's basically, I was coaching him. Right. And, uh, I thought, you know, definitely teaching him how to compete, how work ethic works, sportsmanship, all that stuff happens, whether that was like, Hey, let's go out and throw, football patterns in, in the backyard or let's go, you know, soft toss stuff. I'm not quite as you know, knowledgeable about as, as, as basketball, but um, so, I mean, really, I feel like I've been coaching him his whole life. Right. At the same time, like as far as being his official head coach, I started coaching him in, when he was five with T-ball. So uh, that was before I moved down uh, to Vancouver. So I was at Olympia at the time. And so I was just an assistant uh, basketball coach up there and they needed T-ball coaches. And I was like, well, you know, I played baseball up until high school, but I know enough about it to let's get this T-ball going. Really, it's just kind of hurting cats at that point. But, you know, trying to teach the kids, you know, which way to run the bases. And and again, trying to teach them the basics of being an athlete, right? And you're getting kids all over, some who have thrown the ball a lot as a kid and some who haven't. Uh, But it's really just kind of teaching the basics of sportsmanship and all those type of things. And I feel like that's really a, a big part of being a coach. Um, and so then when we moved down to Vancouver, I didn't really coach him again until high school. Um, I kind of, uh, wanted to make sure my voice as a coach, knowing I was a high school coach and hoping to coach him, you know, as a varsity high school coach, I was kind of his goal and my, you know, so if it's his goal, it became my goal. Um, I didn't want my voice to, to not have as much impact on him. So I, I also wanted him to be able to take coaching from other people. Like if he can don't only just play for his dad. Um, then when he wanted off to college, I wasn't sure he was going to be successful enough. So, uh, I actively tried to find coaches who were different than me. And especially when it came to basketball, they were in different styles and had different philosophies so that I, he would be exposed to a lot of different things. So, um, you know, so I, I spent probably from age seven or eight until high school. So 14 only coaching him, it became a Skyview basketball team. Um, so, uh, but I, and as soon as he picked up a ball, I was coaching 
Well, I think that's a really good point when you talk about our kids being able to be exposed to other coaching styles, right? Because they're not always going to be with us. If they do go on to the next level, they need to be ready to hear it from somebody else. And I think that lots of times the only voice kids are listening to is their parents. I mean, I even see it when I'm coaching a kid and they still are listening to their parent in the stands, right? You can, even at the high school level, not to interrupt, but, you know, even at the high school level, it's one of those things I've had to remind some kids is like, no, your eyes should come to us, not your parents because we're your coaches and and they're not in practice every day they don't know the game plan so you know make, make sure you're paying attention to the coaches and I, I, I agree 100% sometimes students haven't had enough um, uh, exposure to that and they just don't know how to do it yet and we're doing it for the first time in high school and that's a tough tough lesson to learn by 14. Totally so did you ever question if there was a point that you're like should I be dad or should I be coach? Because I know that's that's a difficult thing too, um, especially when you get in the car and go home, right? It's 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 a different role re- change once practice is over. Yeah, I never questioned it. No, I mean I knew. Gosh, I feel like I've known I wanted to be a coach since I was young. Um, it sounds cliche, but uh, and there was a while there where I I thought about doing something else because I wasn't sure coaching would either a pay the bills or b you know would be the lifestyle I wanted to to live by you know some of those coaches can bounce around from from location to location and, and I'm able to I was able to figure out a way to do kind of what I wanted to do and also have a family life have that balance but um so I, I never really questioned that I saw some really great examples of being dad and coach and actually probably a few man I'm not so good examples of how to be dad and coach at the same time and so I felt like I had seen that enough that I could try as best I could to take what I liked uh, and what I thought worked really well. Um, and, you know, some of the things that I'm like, okay, wow, I don't want to be like that. But it, I mean, it's hard. You, you want the most out of your kids. And so it is hard to have that balance. Um, but I guess the nice thing about doing both was, you know, at the time, and I, you know, chicken or the egg, I guess, but Kyle wanted to be a basketball player. So, uh, I mean, you want to be an athlete and I was a basketball coach. So he tended to and he ended up being tall enough to, you know, have that be an asset for him. So it was just one of those things where that became his passion at a certain point. And then it was like, okay, well, this is perfect because now I'm getting to help my son figure out his passion and how to best reach that. And I have some of that experience that he can feel like he can come to on the side. And I know there other parents have that, those, those experiences as well, but I, I never really, you know, never really thought about you know, that, except, you know, the only big thing that always maybe, you know, would make me question it was I had heard stories of, of other dad coaches in, especially at the high school level who had some rough experiences and things like that. So it was always like, Oh, I hope it's not like that for me. But, um, but I, I never questioned it. It's always what I wanted to do. And once I wanted to be a coach and I was already a dad and he wanted to play basketball, I was like this, I'm really looking forward to these, you know, few years together. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, both of my kids have played sports. Uh, Alex is, is definitely a sport kid. He doesn't think twice about me coaching him. Um, no expectations. He's just, yeah, you know, stuff. I'll listen. My daughter, on the other hand, and this is kind of a question back to you is, is she realized after she stopped playing softball that she was always living up to, well, my mom did this in her career, right? And I was always like, I don't want what I did to get in the way of what you want to do. Just because I played softball doesn't mean you have to. So was there any times that Kyle was like, oh my gosh, my dad did A, B, and C in his college career and did he ever think I need to live up to what my dad did even though you're it might not have come from you it just is out there right yeah you know uh I've never asked him specifically too much about that but I know that that was uh definitely a factor you know I know he had to live with being you know coach Gruller's son right I mean to, so to some extent he had to 
to deal with some of that stuff. Um, but I think that somewhat motivated him. Uh, you know, he wanted to make sure, you know, and, and I also encouraged him, please make it easier on me. But if you can just work really hard, you know, and then it's very obvious to everybody that you deserve all these opportunities. Then there's never that piece of, you know, oh, he just got it because he's coach brother's son or blah, 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 blah. So um, I think he's tried to make his own, um, uh, his own path. And I think, you know, he's starting to, you know, as, as he's entering his sophomore year in college, starting to figure out, okay, you know, here's how much here, here by all these things that my dad and other coaches have been telling me, okay, now I'm figuring it out on my own. And that's been good, but he's had some of that being reinforced, you know, on an almost daily basis sometimes, uh, you know, at home. And I think that's good advice to, to the kids that play for their parents is you, you can't be the exception. And I say that like you, you want to kind of stay in the middle <laughs> in some areas because you don't want to be the lazy kid that gets the playing time. Right. right. Or, you know, you don't want to be the combative one. And that, you know, because people are always watching. And so I know that that can be kind of tricky of as for kids of like, how, how do I do this? How do I, you know, live up to the standard of my dad, my parents, but also not be the, the kid that's standing out in a in a not good way, I guess. So, so coaching Kyle at different ages, what changed just working with him from when he was little to when he was older? I mean, obviously skill and understanding, but even relationally, was it different when you coached him when he was younger compared to when he got to high school? Yeah, I think so. I think once you get become the varsity head coach, you know, now at that point, you're, you're trying to coach a big group, of, you know, you're, you're coaching your group of kids. And so he's just part of that group. And at that point, it was really trying to make sure he wasn't any different than anybody else. Uh, when he was younger, though, I mean, at that point, the goals are different, right? When you're young, all I wanted to do is teach him how to love something, right? And how to put in that effort. Uh, he at the time loved sports. And so it was like, okay, well, if you love baseball, well, then we got to get out during baseball season and we've got to hit the wiffle balls and we've got to go play catch. And that's what we do. And then it's football season. Okay. We're going to go throw the football and we're going to go run routes and I'll be your receiver and I'll be your quarterback. And you just, we got to do, that's what we got to do. So we got to just kind of encourage a love in the game. And, and I'm dealing with my daughter right now. She's fifth grade and doesn't really care for sports. Like it's, so it's like, okay, well then fine you know, arts your thing. Great. Well then, you know, you got to practice and here's how you got to do it. And here's what you got you to put the time in. And it's still the same. It's about, it's about teaching the work ethic. It's about teaching those, those core lessons that you want them to learn positivity, you know, accountability. Uh, you know, our, our core covenants is got to be positivity, accountability, togetherness, hard work, selflessness. Those are the things we try to teach our kids. Right. And so as young, that's just teaching those things. How do you work hard? How do you, and then as it got, as he got older, it became a little bit more about, Okay, well, I noticed, remember how you just totally didn't screen that guy, you know, maybe you should think about, you know, when he was in middle school, where I'm not coaching him, but I'm like, Ugh, I can totally see some really specific basketball things that I can help you with. Um, so we kind of had a code word as far as not code word, but like, I was like, are you ready for Coach Gruler to talk to you? Or do you want just me, me to be dad right now? And, you know, some days he'd get home from, from middle school games and he'd be like, just dad. And I would just be like, cool. And we'd, like, we'd turn on the music and we would just kind of talk about something that wasn't basketball. And then there's times where he's like, okay, I'm ready for Coach Gruler to talk to me. I'm like, wow, here's what you got to do. Okay, here's what you messed up on, or here's the things that you can need to work on. Or, you know, you want to shoot those shots, you better shoot 100 of them in practice before you're shooting them in the game. Those times of lessons. So, you know, as he grew, it just came became more about, you know, how much does he want? And the goals kind of shift. Now it's like, do you want to play in high school? Okay, well, here's what you got to do to do that. Okay, now you want to get a college scholarship. Okay, well, now the goals got to change there and your efforts got to change there. Um, 
So at the beginning, though, when he was young, it was all about, let's just have fun. This is what it's about. It's about having fun and find out what you want to do. So he played all different kinds of sports. And, and, and I think that's, uh, that's the biggest thing is he played all sports until, until high school. And I didn't make him make a choice. He decided to make a choice at that point. It's like, I don't really want to get tackled anymore. <laughs> he played freshman <laughs> football. And I was like, I think I'm good there. And I was like, okay, I got it. And, and uh, uh, I, I highly encourage all of our, our athletes at Skyview and, and anybody who asked me, play all multiple sports we can uh there's a lot of good things that come from it and um so it was really just kind of about mostly about figuring out what you're passionate about and i think about sophomore year that's what he became passionate about and then our conversations changed so i think that's kind of the biggest change in all of that yeah i I think uh when you talked about those core covenants or that kind of foundation we give our kids you know that's super important so what was kind of your rule with getting in the car after games you know you kind of talked about do you want me to be dad do you want me to be coach was it sometimes the rule we just wouldn't talk at all after games yeah it's uh it was definitely one of those things i tried to make sure he was in charge of it um so like i said i would kind of ask him um, you know, mostly I would go into every car ride or any of those kind of conversations as dad. And there were times though, there were things where I was like, I know that there's something that he can improve on and I want to make sure I mention it to him. And so kind of my thing was, are you okay if coach Brewer talks to you now, you know, as, as somebody who could give you some pointers on that. And sometimes he would just say, no, no, I don't, I don't really want coach Brewer to talk to me right now. And so then it, sometimes it would just be silence depending on what it was. Um, I can remember a time in which he he got a technical file and this is like sixth or seventh grade or something like that. And, you know, I was pretty furious about that. That's not how he was raised to be, but he was just fired up and whatever. And, and maybe had a long night the night before at, you know, hanging out with his buddies as a sixth grader in a hotel room. Like, I I mean, I totally get, you know, probably why it all happened, but at the same time I was pretty upset. And I think silence was probably the right answer in those situations. So, um, but I definitely try to let in those situations, the coach coach him and then I'm just going to be dad. And then if he reached out to me and said, yeah, man, what do I need to do? Like, I can't, I, I need help with this, you know, I'm not, I'm not shooting the ball very well. Okay. Well, um, let me tell you about, you know, that, those type of things. So if he reached out to me, then we could have some coach Gruler. There was definitely some times where I'm like, man, I'm really seeing something he needs. You know, I'd like to address as his dad, but also as somebody who knows that that's not going to fly at the high school level, because I'm going to be his high school coach, I hope. And so I would say, are you ready? For, let me know when you're ready for coach Gruler to come talk to you, because I, I want to make sure that I want to get this message across and that uh, thing going on like that. But it, I tried to, enter most of those conversations as I'm your dad. I just want to watch you compete and I just want to watch you play and do something you're passionate about. And if it's not basketball, great. But, um, but so I try to have those kind of, you know, it was harder than (laughs) harder than I'm describing it right now sometimes. So again, sometimes it was just like, I just need to be quiet or just let's turn on music and I just, I can't deal with it right now. So. Yeah, we kind of always had the rule that you can they my kids could start the conversation. I would never start it. Correct. Um, but I I would crack up because one time my daughter literally she goes, "Could you please talk about softball?" And I was like, <laughs> "It's it's you can always bring it up. I'm just not going to be the one that starts it, you know." Right. Because um, I knew what it was like to have those. Let's analyze every single movement after the game, and I I didn't want to relive that as as a parent, I guess. So. You know, there's there had to be obstacles, you know, coaching your kid, because even if you were the best at having boundaries and, and treating your kid as an equal, somebody's always going to probably bring things up. Right. So what are some of the things that are, are did you ever experience criticism from parents or other coaches or or your players coming forward and saying, hey, this isn't fair. Kyle's getting this and this and this. And we don't feel that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, 
there's definitely there's I'm sure there is much more criticism than I than I heard. Obviously, uh, it's one thing to talk about it in the stands to other parents or whatever. The, another thing to have it actually come up uh, to the head coach. Um, but you know, I I when I first was getting ready to start to coach Kyle, and this is probably in in middle school, so I knew that that was kind of the progression. I had gotten hired at Skyview. Kyle went to schools that were, that was part of the reason why I, I wanted the job at Skyview is that we were already in the Skyview boundary. So the idea was Kyle was going to come up and, and play for me. And I had uh, some other coaching buddies who'd coach their sons. And um, many of them said it was like the best, you know, some of the best experiences that they'd had. Um, you know, one of them kind of brought up, he's like, you know, it's really easy and fun to co- coach your son when they're either the, the best or one of the best, or they're one of the worst. Because if they're one of the worst, it's pretty easy to not play them because they're one of the worst, right? And so you're just like, yeah, you haven't earned it. You're not one of the best. And and when they're one of the best, the, the play speaks for themselves. Um, so I, I was, that was a lesson. That was something we talked about quite a bit is that, you know, if you're, you know, in those type of situations, um, you know, man, if it's, if it's close, it makes it tough for me to play you. So, uh, because it's going to look bad and the perceptions are, are, I think what get people upset about things. So, um, you know, I, I tried to make sure, you know, I was really clear about expectations for all of our players. Um, and so, you know, we have certain expectations about who shoots the ball and those, those type of things are all kind of built, uh, as, a, um, objectively as possible. So it's not like coach's opinion or one coach's opinion. We have a whole coaching staff that makes a lot of those decisions. And so that made that a little bit easier on that. And again, the fact that Kyle really was passionate about it and really worked hard on his game so that he was typically one of the better players made that, um, made that a little bit easier. So I didn't have to deal with that quite as much, but I'm sure there are, you know, I did hear some things where Kyle gets to get away with this and those type of things. And, and um, you know, it's hard. It's, you get to see so much of your, your child, you know, if he had a bad two days, I knew what his ceiling was. I've already seen it because I've seen every single game he's ever played at. And I think that's the hardest part to some of that is like when you're comparing your own child to somebody else, it's easy to know, well, yeah, he had a bad couple of days, but I've seen him do this a million times. I haven't seen it from this kid, but he probably has had those same experiences. It's just as a coach, you just don't have as many reps seeing those other kids. And I think that's the biggest challenge as much as we can in our program. We're trying to see as many uh, repetitions from kids as possible so that we're not making any snap decisions on a short amount of short amount of time. But, um, I think that's always a challenge is that, uh, uh, is that piece. And I, I think at one point my, my coaches called me out on some of that stuff, especially in uh, his sophomore year. So Kyle was his first year on varsity and, um, you know, my coaches were kind of like towards the end of the year, like coach, you made a lot of excuses for him. And, uh, you, you know, and, and I had to kind of look at myself and say, oh, wow, the guys who are closest to me are saying, you know, you made some excuses or, or you would, um, you know, do some things you want to normally do. You let him get away with some of the stuff that you want to let other kids get away with. I had to kind of take a look and go, you're right. I've got to probably make sure. And a part of it became I had to let other coaches in our program coach him because I'd let him do it for so long. And finally, when he got to me, it was like, yes, here's my chance to really get to coach him and get after him a little bit and do some things. And, uh, and so I wouldn't let the other coaches deal with it. I got it. I got it. I'll deal with it. And, um, you know, it's kind of allowing, you know, allowing him to be a normal player as far as that goes, even though I was super excited about the opportunity to get to coach him. So, um, you know, so they probably did lead to some of those perceptions of our coach doesn't, you know, does this for Kyle and doesn't do it for other students. And part of that was, I just was so excited to, 
be a part of that process for the first time and in, in really the first time in his, you know, basketball career. Well, that's what I always laughed. I'm coaching uh, my kiddos. Usually I would always say, you go into my assistant coach's lines um, and we would kind of swap kids. I'm like, I will coach your kid and you can coach mm -hmm. my kid. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess that was pretty, uh, a little bit more relevant when they're little and they're, and they might not listen quite as well as a high school player would listen to, but you know, it is, it is hard because you do know all the background story, right? Of what's going on with your kid and you know what they can pull through. And that would be hard as an assistant to say to the boss, Hey, this is what we're seeing. So great on them. Awesome that you have assistants that are, are willing to do that, but also great that you can take a step back and say, Hey, you're right. I have to look at this a little bit differently because yeah, it was one of probably, it's probably one of the more challenging things I've had to deal with as a coach. When, when your most trusted advisors are all taking you telling you, basically you're doing a bad job of what you think you're doing a good job at. And it's kind of being like, Oh, there's almost a punch to the gut. Like really, like that's how they're feeling right now, man. I gotta, I gotta rethink how I'm doing things and kind of take that, take that step back. And uh, again, it, it's always a challenge. I mean, there's no, there's no coach who's coaching their own kids, whether it's youth or high school or college, there's not going to be some sort of challenge to it. Uh, but it's just trying to make sure you're being as fair as possible and uh, also being fair to your, your own kid, right? I mean, can't hold them to a higher standard. Just And that was sometimes what I was doing to Kyle is holding him to a higher standard because well, you know this. Like, we've been talking about this since you were second grade. Like, you're in the car. You've been to so many practices. You've heard me yell at so many kids about doing this and then you're not going to do it. And it was like, well, that's not fair because, you know, he didn't get the same rope sometimes as others and sometimes you get more rope than others so it's just kind of that balance because it is you know them so much better when you know at home they're dealing with this this and this or whatever um you know then uh you know i don't always know what's going on with every single kid at home all the time right oh they got in a fight with their girlfriend well i knew that about kyle so i'd be like well he's got in a fight with his girlfriend and maybe let him get a little bit more of a rope than than other coaches or than other players might but again, I think that was the hard part with my coaches going, yeah, you know, you can do better. And so uh, I feel like the last couple of years went a little bit better as far as that goes. And uh, and also, I think Kyle matured a little bit. So made some of those things uh, a little bit easier, which is, you know, a blessing as far as that goes. So, um, so yeah. So kind of flipping on to the, you know, out of kind of the hardships of coaching your kiddo, what have been some of the greatest things about coaching your son some of the greatest experience things you guys have been able to share that only a coach that is the dad gets to share with a kid yeah you know I think uh I just think about all the time I mean parents get to do this quite a bit but all the time I got to spend with with Kyle um driving places and those type of things and just kind of watching him um grow and mature like be able to have that inside info that I'm sure a lot of parents um, would love to have with their kids going to see them every day at practice and seeing how much they compete and how they interact with their teammates and all that kind of stuff. I got to see that quite a bit and being a counselor in the, in the school building he was in, I, I even got to have a little bit more insight, probably too much. Like that was probably where I struggled a little bit more was, you know, going to the teachers and going, well, Oh, you know, what could he be doing more? But, um, but I do think, you know, just as time we got to spend together, you know, I can remember some really fun times, especially before he was driving himself places where, you know, after big wins, just being super excited and, and um, you know, having some great long talks in the car where we we're going from this game to that game or going to scout or whatever it was, uh, just being able to have those times. And then just kind of watch, like I said, just kind of get to watch him grow at a, at a, in an intimate way where I get to see him every single day. I get to see it with a lot of my kids, but or my players, 
so I get to see them kind of come in as freshmen and, and obviously graduate as seniors and that growth from 14 to 18 is probably one of the biggest growths as far as uh, young people go. Um, and so getting to be a part of a lot of that and helping to mold even more. So like as a parent, a lot of times you're like, here's what we expect in our house. And these are the, our family things. And then you're, you're releasing your kids to go play for a coach and you're hoping that those types of things match so that the messages that they're getting from their coaches are, are similar or, or at least complementary to what's going on. Um, so I think the fact that I got to have a little bit more of a hand and that again, he only played basketball from sophomore year to senior year. So, you know, a lot of his messaging came directly from, from me. And, and um, so I, I think that was a really, a really positive thing as well. You know, on the, on this day, the basketball side, just being, we, we uh, at Skyview got to go to state uh, state tournament for the first time in school history. And he was on a sophomore on that team and got to go the second time in school history when he was a senior. Um, so that was really, I mean, quite special, just, I mean, it's first for me as my first time as a head coach going to state and being able to do that with my son being a starter on that team and a, and a big thing. I mean, that was that was a lot of fun and just being able to experience all those things. So those are always going to be tied together for me. You know, and I think if my first time going to state would have been special anyways. But to have it be where he was right there with me and, and you know, used to go and, and watch playoff games and sit there when he was in you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grading you know, him like, I want to do this one day and me being like, yeah, but also knowing how hard it is to really be, you know, uh, you know, a good basketball program and to make it to state and how hard that can be uh, just thinking, yeah, I'd love to do that too. But going like, man, that's going to be really imposing. And then actually getting to actually do it was, was pretty darn cool. And, and uh, his, you know, little siblings taking the weekend off and, and staying in the hotel and we just made it a whole big family thing it was just kind of a, a pretty special time for us and in, in, in doing that. And then I think, you know, being able to watch him, you know, succeed at what he was trying to do and all the hard work he put in to, you know, be able to be a, a college athlete and, and, and sign for a college was pretty special as well. Uh, and, and I think that that was kind of maybe the point where some of those things were, he was maybe being a little bit more like, oh, well, I, you know, be thankful for all the stuff that he's like, man, this is, this is all the stuff my dad used to be on me about. I mean, some of this is paying off. And so that's kind of, uh, been good and it's you know that's still going on <laughs> he's a, a sophomore there's still a lot of stuff that he's learning that I think he's starting to go oh oh that is what they meant when they said this back when I was in fifth grade and things like that so that's what I would always joke when I was recruiting. I'd be talking to these, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old kids and they still think their parents don't know very much. I said, when you, when you're a sophomore in college, you will have the conversation with your parents going, you guys were right. I should have yeah. listened. And uh, they're like, no, that won't happen. And then I got to see that happen when they got mm -hmm. to become sophomores in college. Um, so yeah, that's great advice to you kids out there is your parents do know more than you think they do. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So what was it like to hand him off to the next coach, right? You got to have this great time with him and, and both educate him, him as a man and as an athlete, and then you hand him over to the next coach in his college career. What was that like for you? You know, it was, uh, you know, definitely something that was um, exciting. Uh, and at the same time, it was like that, that was part, a part for me. I, I wanted that college choice to be his choice um, for sure. And it was. Um, but like, you know, as a coach myself, there was certain programs or people who I was like, man, I hope he gets to be associated with those type of people. And luckily, was, the schools he was choosing from, I think the coaches were all awesome. So he couldn't have made a bad choice. But it definitely was, you know, you want to make sure that he's going to be set up for success and have the support and all those type of things that uh, were, again, choosing somebody that you hope have similar um, or complementary values to what you've been trying to teach at home. So he's hearing similar messaging. Um, mostly it was... 
you know, just hoping that some of those lessons would kick in, you know, and again, and I, I remember being 18, 19 years old. And like you said, you, you feel like your parents don't really know very much. And, and, you know, you're going through a lot of stuff on your own for the first time and, and making some of those choices. And, and hopefully they go back to those core values that you hope that they have. But there's definitely times where I made choices that were definitely not anywhere in my core values or my parents' core values or anybody would think would be good core values, but I made bad decisions anyway. And so, um, I knew that that was going to happen. So hopefully he was picking a school where he could, um, or, or coaches would be around that he could make some of those mistakes, um, and learn from them. But, um, you know, really it's just kind of like at that point you try to feel like to some extent, like your work is done, right? I mean, it's not, you're always parents to your kids and they're always going to come back and, and want more information, but you know, I can't be around daily to help him. Like, this is what you got to do, or these are the you know choices you should be making and whatever. Um, like he's going to be faced with those decisions uh, on a daily hourly basis. And, you know, he's got to make those decisions. So hopefully again, you're choosing somebody that's going to have, have those same values so that they help to, to um, reemphasize those. But, um, you know, it's definitely imposing, but it's super exciting at the same time. And it's like, okay, now's, you know, now's the time where the rubber meets the road. Hopefully he's making those, those good choices down the, down, down the stretch. So. Well, and Matt, you, you hit something that I think is so important that doesn't get that gets overlooked when choosing colleges is that core values, right? We, we raise our kids uh, to have a belief system. We want them to take that out into their adulthood. And college is such a big influence. I always, I would always say that college is the jumping off point of the adult that they're going to be. You know, my mom always said, why do you want to coach college? I go, because then they have to really do it in real life. And we are the ones helping them really launch um, into more of the adulthood. Like, I, you know, parents, you're launching them. Okay, you got to go try this on your own now it's kind of that reinforcement so i think that's a huge point of saying you want your kid to go somewhere that your the core values can be reinforced right so they get kind of the you're in real life and these core values still matter even right though, and i think even though they're adults <laughs> yeah for sure and i think the, the the key piece to it is like in high school as much as i've coached the kids at that age level and that's where i really want to be you know at, at high school i can tell them a lot of stuff but then they go home and they're really you know, a product of what mostly what happens at home. I'm, I'm just, I have a smaller influence. Whereas a college coach gets to tell them that and then they go back to their dorm room and that, that that's really their, I mean, obviously now it's a little easier to talk, you know, talk home, you know, text and call home than it was when I was in school when I had to have a calling card and earn to call my parents. Uh, <laughs> it dates me a little bit, I guess, but um, you know, you know, I think, you know, as a college, you know, going off to college, that's the message you're hearing. And again, if it's the same message, then hopefully it's like he takes those 18 years of, oh, this is what my dad and my mom have already been saying to me. And now um, the, the coach is saying something similar. Um, but it is, it's definitely that you get this, you know, as a college coach, you get to watch it, have, you know, where they have to make those decisions on their own. They don't go home and have it reinforced by a parent right behind it. So, uh, or, or discredited because you go say something at high school and then they go on their parents and it's being discredited. You know, the college course has a little bit more influence that way. And I think that's a, that's a cool part of that, that piece, but it's definitely something that I think, you know, Kyle's had to work through uh, in his freshman year. Uh, you know, this COVID year has just been a crazy year for a lot of students. Um, and I think uh, college athletes in general, I'm mean, a freshman college athlete uh, where, you know, you're testing all the time and, and there's rules about, what dorms you can be in. So just hanging out with friends and being able to interact with people and being able to interact with the library when you're on a quarantine, you know, you can't do it. So there's just, there was a lot going on there. And I think, you know, Kyle got some faster life lessons than most freshmen do because, 
you know, he had to spend so much time on his own because of COVID and, and that, those challenges. So, um, you know, that's where, you know, making sure he was in a support system that would help with that was, was important to him and to us. And, and I thought, you know, he learned some lessons for sure. Yeah. So if you could pass on words of wisdom to coaches uh, and, and their kids, what would you want uh, to, to share with what has helped you through hard times and what has made your uh, experience with coaching and raising Kyle such a quality one? Well, I think the, the biggest key becomes that walking that fine line of um, you want to see your child succeed, right? You want them to be successful in whatever they're wanting to do. Um, and at the same time, you don't want to, you do not want to um, make them by your, by you staying on them and by, cause you know, typically most adults know, okay, if you want to be successful in something, here's what it takes to do it. And so you want to push your child into doing those things because your ch children rarely want to do hard things on their own. Um, and so um, I think that's the, that balancing line that you've got to, you know, it's like to be successful at something. You should probably go to this trainer, or maybe you should do this, or you should be working this many days a week and having that balance of, you know, if I'm pushing them to do that, I, I run the risk of, you know, creating an environment in which um, they either don't want to be honest with you, that they're not enjoying it or whatever, or, or just resentment about the, how much you're pushing. And so I think just really emphasizing, you know, that it's their path and, and you're going to support them and love them no matter what that path is. And if they're going to be just a, you know, a JV player and that's it, then that's fine. And that's happy because, you know, it's your choices and, and, you know, setting up environments for them to be able to communicate what they're hoping for and then help have you help support them versus you telling them what they're supposed to be doing when it comes to their chores and what they're supposed to do at home. Okay. Parents get to have that, you know, a little bit more of that direct. Uh, <laughs> this is what we expect at our house, but when it comes to their sporting stuff, it's like, where are the coach, where are their coaches? Okay. You want this, then you go talk to coaches and tell them that. And, and, and then if, if you tell, if you find out that information and then aren't willing to do it, then maybe there's something that maybe that just kind of clicks it. Maybe it's not your passion. Um, and so I think just kind of having that, 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 um, that give and take with your, with your child, again, the more you can be just a fan of theirs and tell them how much you enjoy watching them and just enjoy being there for them, the better, everybody's experience is going to be at the end of the day, the percentage of students who go from high school sports to college sports is just so small that if, if the goal is anything different than uh, raising a young person, who's going to be uh, a quality um, adult, a quality young adult, then, then, you know, I think that's the wrong message. And um, yes, there are success stories of parents pushing their kids and them being, super successful. And, you know, you've heard the, the Earl Woods, you know, Tiger Woods' dad or, or the Serena Williams and, and Venus Williams, their dad pushing them and then being very successful. Um, however, you know, I've seen more as a, as, a, as a former athlete myself and now as a coach, more um, resentment that comes from parents by them pushing them than there is, you know, oh, I became a great player because my parents pushed them. So, um, you know, be in that spot where, you can just be a support and, and say, you know, if they come and ask you about sports stuff and you're not the coach, tell them, talk to your coach. Like, don't say, well, I think they should be playing anymore here. And you should tell them you should be, go talk to your coach, go talk to your coach, like go ask them. And, and then whatever the coach says, support the coach because those coaches, whether they're volunteer or paid or barely paid, like as high school coaches, you know, we spend a lot of time thinking about how to make the team better. And we're usually going to put our, our team in the best spot to win. So, um, 
putting those kids, you know, putting the onus on the, on the child to have their ownership over their career is probably the best thing. And that, that just makes it so that it's their thing. And that's usually what we want is we want the sports to be their thing or whatever their passion ends up being. Um, you want it to be their thing. And then you're just supporting that. Um, the hard part is, you know, people can get uh, tied into scholarships and money and all that kind of stuff. And it can cloud your judgment as a parent. And I get it. I've been there myself, but it's like, you know, it's gotta be their thing or else it doesn't even matter. Well, and at the end of the day, they're going to graduate from college. And do you want to have a good relationship with your child or do you want to have a divided relationship, but they played college sports, right? It's, it really comes down to that because college sports is great, but it's a short lived thing. And being a parent is a forever thing. And I think uh, one of the most important kind of images when you think about it is the more that you push or pull your kid along. The, the less success you're going to have. And like you said, you want to be their biggest fan and walk beside them through this. And that's really I, when I see parents that have great relationships with their kids as they go through high school in college athletics and club, it's usually I'm going to walk beside you instead of pushing or pulling. So, yep. yeah, I agree 100%. And I think, um, I think, you know, they, you just have to keep in mind that your biggest relationship to them is their parent and their, and their fan. And um, at least when it comes to sports. And so I think you want to make sure you don't lose sight of that piece first. And yes, you may know um, what it takes for them to be successful at the next level or whatever, but at the end of the day, they have to love, you know, what you're saying and how you're saying it. So just making sure that that love piece is the, is the core of, of every, every uh, conversation you have about with them is it's gotta be about, I love you. And this is, I want what's best for you. But at the same time, like I want it to be your thing and just kind of supporting it. Well, Matt, the, those things are, are so important. You hit the nail on the head about that love has to be the center of every conversation instead of some outside motivation. So I really thank you for your time. I am excited to see what Kyle does next. And as I say, I, you're like one of the few high schools I follow on social media, so I'm always waiting to see what Skyview Basketball is doing. Um, so I really appreciate your time because I think this is so important since so many parents are involved with the coaching of their kid, how that relationship can lead to a successful relationship and success um, and performance so thank you so much for your time i appreciate you having me on and i also i mean i'm, I'm always uh, open to if there's parents that do want to um get a hold of me and have questions on those type of things i'm always open to have those conversations i love uh i love what i do and i love helping young people so if there's you know any parents that ever have questions my email is uh, pretty easily found on our on our school uh basketball website and things like that so definitely reach out and i'm happy to help in any way that i can awesome